The following shear has been presented by Hagoyin Rav Shalom Kamenetsky, Rosh Yeshiva of Yeshivas Philadelphia, and is brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. For contract and ISCA draft and review, wills and estates, or other halachic services, please call 1-888-485-8223 or visit thehalachacenter.org. The Gemara Dafei refers back to our Mishnah and the two Brises and says as follows, Vishwal Manatana Didon, the Mishnah, our Mishnah, Tonim and Yonah Lamutah Dereboishia. It says the number to exclude those Ovois, those Nizokin, in the price of Rabbaishia. Tonim and Yonah Lamutah Dereboishia. Rabbaishia had the number to exclude those in Rabbaishia. Elam and Yonah Dereboishia Lamutah The number mentioned in Rabbaishia's Braisa, 24 Ovois Nizikin, Lamutah what did they come to exclude? The Gemara says, which is explained, it comes to exclude a moiser, one who shows the properties of another Jew to a goy, the goy takes it and confiscates the property. That's considered a moiser. A mafagel is one who is machashiv, machshavas pigul, or machshavas shleimishma, the wrong machshav at the time that he shechts the korban. Ask the Gemara of Alisni, let's indeed include these two ovas in the price of Rebchir, you want to tell me Mephagel is omitted? We're not discussing the Mazikim of Kochim. Why doesn't he include the Mazik of Moiser? Which the Gemara responds and says, Shani Moiser the Dibura. Moiser is different because it's a Mazik, it's some damages he does with Dibur, with speech. He doesn't want to include in the Bryce and the Ovis Mazikim. A mazik which is done bedibur. The Gemara goes on to explain why indeed there are other mazikim that seem to be bedibur, but the Gemara explains why they are not included in this klal of bedibur like kamari. Seemingly, this is considered a mazik, a moiser, one who indeed gives over the nechosim, the properties of another Jew to a non-Jew. It's considered a mazik, but it's a mazik bedibur. That we do is that we prefer for this Gemara. This opens for us an entire slew of possibilities of mazik. Till this point, we've understood Mazik, whether it's Mazik Shal Odom, where he himself does damages, or Mazik the Mimoni, where his animal goes out and does damages. We understand that each time there's a damage being done with an action, a Maisa. But Bidibur's words being the cause to damages hasn't been discussed till this point. We're introduced now to a new concept known, mazik, and known as Mazik Bidibur. This opens up other possibilities. We're used to the fact that there are things which are more damages, but in the realm of the supernatural. We'll call them dvorim skulian, for example, a klolo. There's the power to curse, and to inflict either damages or death with a curse. This is a mazik bedibur. Tefillah, indeed, can also be a tzir of mazik bedibur. A person davening, stakadosh baruch and through davening alone, he can cause someone else's destruction, someone else's death. There's even more than that. Once we've left the possibilities of actions for destruction or for, for, for death, we can enter the realm of Re'iyo. You know, the concept that we live with is called Ayin Hara. Rahman al-Islan Ayin Hara is also something which could cause damages and death. The Gemara indeed tells us in Babu Metziah that Rav went to the Mesakvaris, he went to a cemetery and went through and found that 99 out of 100 people died from the powers of Ayin Hara. Not from natural causes, but unnatural causes. If one were to cause damages or death, with sight, with ayin hara, with looking, would that also be included in one who is considered a mazik? This is not included, understandably, in mazik biyadayin. But once the Gemara opens the possibility for a mazik bepe, a mazik bedibur, let's broaden 
the scope of what a mazik is and what it does entail, and include these types of mazikim, supernatural mazikim, or we'll call the mazikim aidei skula, also indeed of the mazik and the, the chiyuvim of mazik as well. Toysvis over here tells us about a gemara of Kufiyadzari. The gemara that discusses the halacha of Moisir. And Toysvis over there brings out the possibility of what we call Garmi ben Ezokin, which is causing a destruction, causing a loss. And he says that even according to the Mandama, that Garmi is potter, one who causes loss of money, it's causation, it's not, not proximate cause, it's not direct, but indirect, can also be masked to the halacha, could agree with the deal of Moisir being a Mechuyiv. There's a discussion they have brought in the Rishonim in that context of that Gemara of this halachah of Mazik Biyadayim. And without going at Be'arichus to the other halachas, the following case is presented. Reuven sells a choyif to Shimon. That is to say, Reuven the Malve, someone owes him money, and he gives the rights to collect that, that debt, that loan, to somebody else. So the other person today is the proud new owner of a loan. He has the right to go after the loyver, the, bar, the borrower, and ask him for his payment. After that, the Malva decides it's to be Moichel Lechayv. He's Moichel Shtachayv Lechaveiro. He sold the Shtachayv to his friend. Vechazar Umachloy. He then is Moichel Lechayv and he has the ability to do so. What he's done now is he's caused the loss of money to the, to the buyer. The buyer bought the loan from him. Now that the seller was indeed Moichel Lechayv, he waived, he forgave the Lechayv. This buyer has now lost the rights to collect the debt. The loch is that he's chayv to pay. He has to go compensate the buyer of the loan for the money that he's laid out to buy the chayv. The Rishonim, Yudzayim, Tagoyis Mordechus specifically tells us this is considered a case of mazik bedibur. Not a case of garmi, but rather a case of mazik bedibur. Through the fact that with his own mouth he said, I hereby, I forgive this chayv, I waive the rights to this chayv. With his dibur he's caused the loss of money to his friend. And there's an obligation here. He's chayv to pay for that because the mazik b'dibur is chayv. And he proves it from this Gemara. We say that Rav Chia omitted the case of mazik b'moyser because he doesn't say the cases of mazik b'dibur. That is to say, a mazik, he clearly considers this person. A moyser is indeed a mazik. But because he made a mazik b'dibur, this is not included in the list. But he's no less a mazik than one who were to be mazik b'yadayinamich. That's what seems to be clear in the Gemara here. The Ktsayis HaChoshen in Simechofei has the following question. He does present the Halachis as a person who is Mezaka, Zika Sachayev. He went and he found someone who is truly guilty to be innocent or Timei Asatohar he passes, he renders a decision that says that something which was Torah till now is considered Tomei. These are cases where a person with his Psagdin, after rendering an opinion la he causes a loss of money. And he shows, and goes on to prove that this is considered a Mazik Bedibur, and he's culpable, he's liable for the loss of money he's caused with Dibura. But he asks an interesting question. The tour in Simimem Vav brings down the name of his father, the Rosh, the following Halacha, Edu. Adam Shakranim, liars, witnesses that say testimony, they're liable for the loss of money they've caused with the false testimony. But the liability is not more than the din we call din de garmi. If you hold that one is liable to pay for a loss of money made by indirect causation, that's called din de garmi, you are a machuyiv. 
And the question he poses is, why call that only a din of dinah de garmi? Why is it only indirect causation? Aren't witnesses those who are mazik dibur as well? Can't we say that the same way testimony is said, which causes the loss of money, that should be no different than a moiseh? Or indeed, someone who's zikya asachayi v'timei asatohar, people that with their mouths have rendered decisions which have caused loss of money to somebody else, should indeed carry the liability, the culpability for having caused this damage. To which the Psalms goes on and says as follows. The distinction is clear. We do not consider one who made damages by speech a true mazik where they directly cause a damage example given is a koyan that was mefagel he shechts the korban, he slaughters the korban he thinks machsheves psul, machsheves pigul the divor oise pigul because the words he say, the words he says, are words that cause this to be mefugo. As mentioned before, this dibur itself causes the damages. The halacha remains, and it becomes tommy because he said so. This is not what's mechaiv. It's not the testimony that causes his friend to be liable to lose money. We, that's referring to the Bezdin, we err. We've been misled. And we rely on the Eidos, the testimony said by these witnesses. She takes it a step further. Even if the testimony were to be done that is to say in a star, signed to a, to, a, to a deep, that's more than divor. But nonetheless, there is no hezik done through their chasim, and it's totally fabricated. It's a lie. We rely on them. What is considered a mazik? Talking about the damages the Dibur wins when the Dibur itself caused the damage, made the damage. Moiser is a discussion unto itself. But the distinction of the, of the Ktsais is a very clear one. Ktsais tells us that one, that with the words themselves, he's made the damage, he's caused the damages, caused the loss of money directly, that indeed is considered a Mazik the Dibur, and he's liable. Versus a case where there's something else which is put into effect which will cause loss of money. There it's not considered a case of mazik v'dibur, but rather we could start considering the halachas of dine degarmi to hold him liable for the loss of money he's caused. Having prefaced the words of the Ktsois, at this point we could go into the sugya that we mentioned from the get, from the onset. The stipler. And Kilis Yankiv has a long discussion about what we brought up before, a person who were to be mazik, b'skula. First Gemara, he quotes the famous Gemara that the Chazal tells us, that a person has to be careful when he throws the nails that he's cut. Those nails are shayich, they're possible to, to cause the death of an uber. And he quotes from a sefer called Shmiris Hanefesh, that a person that throws tziparnayim, he throws his nails in a place where it can't, it can't cause death or damage, he is indeed culpable. He's chayyeh for the ubrin, the fetuses that he's killed with those tiparnai. And there's a goyen echad that he quotes 
And he says that he disagrees totally with this psaq, and he says the following clause. Any damages, any retzicho, that's caused b'derech skuli, that's caused in a supernatural way, is nothing that can be mechaev and can't hold the person liable for this at all. And he proves it, he says. We know that ayin horev, many places there's ayin horev. And we found nowhere in Shas where it says that a person who damages or kills through ayin horev is culpable. It should be mentioned, he says, that in the case where a person were to be clearly negligent, clearly liable, or clearly the cause through ayin horev for someone else's demise or someone else's lack of money, he should be considered mechuyiv. We don't find where a person is liable or chayiv to pay for damages caused by ayin horev. To which the stipler responds and says, the fact that loy matzino labrayehu. You don't know this for sure. The fact that it's not mentioned in Shas would not prove the case, simply because we can't really be sure whether or not it's Ayn Hur that did this person in, that damaged or killed this person. That wouldn't prove anything. But he quotes furthermore from the Sefer Lekach Toiv, a person that were to kill his friend through a shame, through the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or through Kishu, he says clearly that a person such as that is liable for the Ritzichel because Bidiibura is Abed Maister. This is the assumption made in the Sefer like this says, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with this simply because this is called killing the Derech Skula or killing in a super, supernatural way. This is something which clearly, he says, cannot hold a person with liabilities. He quotes the Chido, and he quotes the Chido in Vashtafi. That says, when Chazal Ayudei Ri'iyosom would be mistakal, would look at a person, and that person become a Gal Shalatzomois, the Chido explains and says that the reason that there was no liability for that was because it was only B'derech Machshod. And through the histaklus of the Chochom, or that particular individual, he would be Moitzi Dinitzutzei Kedoshi. He would take out the sparks of Kedusha from that individual, and that would cause the death of the individual. So the Goya Nechad tells, writes, this, writes clearly, he says, it's not as if the Chido would feel that other than that he'd be Mechuyiv because it's called, a, it's a Mazik Vedibur, and he, the Chazal would be Achroi for the death of the individual. He's explaining his side point completely. But of course, he'd also agree with my opinion that any death or damages caused by way of shame or Kishu or Ayin Hora would not be considered a Maise Ritzicho or a Maise Mazik Bichlam. The stipler says that Chidot's discussion there clearly centers upon the Shiloh White's mutter for Chachom to be mistakel, to look, and thereby kill somebody. Why is there no problem of being a Mikalam B'Shem, which is also to do? And that's all he comes to explain. But you can't prove anything, he says, as far as the liability or the culpability of a person that causes damage or death through Dibur, through Shem, through Kishuf, through Ayin Hora. He further quotes this Goyen Echad by saying, I have many proofs that a person has no liability for damages or death caused by shame, or by kishuf. Tzugi Sagemorin, Yushalmi, in Shabbos, tells us, in Sanhedrin, rather, tells us, that a person is loichesh, and he's sod tzvi b'shabos, he's potter. Through through magic, through saying psukim or shemois, a tzedah has been caused, he's potter. Furthermore, the famous question posed by the Rosh, Chazal tell us, Moshe Rabbeinu died on Shabbos. The Rosh asks, how could that possibly be? We're told by Chazal that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote 13 Sifrei Torah on the day that he died. 
Shabbos is also, my she could not have written a Sefer Torah on Shabbos. So how could it possibly that these two words of Chazal agree with each other? The famous oft-quoted Shlach Kodesh responds and says that when Shabbat wrote the 13th Sefer Torah, the Hashpa'as Kumus, he used the shame, name of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, that caused the Kumus to get up, the feather to get up and to write this 13th Sefer Torah. Says the Goyen Echad, clearly you see that doing a Maise al Yedei Hashpa'as Hashem, doing any action by invoking the name of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, invoking powers that we say are supernatural powers, would not be included on Maisa Mazik, would not be included on Maisa Malacha, and that's why the person is indeed potter. If he's Loichesh B'Shabbos in his Tzvi, or Moshaven was able to write 13 Sifrei Torah on Shabbos, even though it was, that it was, it was Shiva Isra Malacha of Ksiva. The stipend's response is, is very interesting, and he says, you can prove nothing from Shabbos. In Shabbos, we know we have Gedorah, we have certain guidelines that tell us exactly what Malacha Shabbos would be considered. And Shabbos is only Mechaev, a person, if he does the Malachi Kedarka, if he does the Malachi within the parameters that define Malachi Shabbos, but if he does it Shaloi Kedarka, and clearly writing Sifrei Torah Bahashvah Kumus, by making the feather do it on its own, or even being Tzod Tzvi B'Shabbos Ayyadei Lechisha, capturing a Tzvi on Shabbos through Shemus, through Psukim, is clearly not something we call Kedarka. So when it comes to Shabbos, we could prove absolutely nothing. And therefore, the, the stipler concludes and he says, Min hasvara. It's clear to me, says the stipler, that a person that indeed does damage or, or death through any of these supernatural means, be they they shame, be they they shade through a demon, through, through kishuv, indeed the person would be liable and totally culpable for what he's done. That should be the score of shooter, says the stipler. He does, parenthetically, mention that the Goyen Echad was masking that Isura Miyahava, maybe a person isn't liable for the action he's done, he won't be considered a mazik if he's mazik the dibur, if the dibur is v'derach shaskula, it's done supernaturally, he won't be a roitzeach if he kills Rahman al-Wetzlan in a supernatural way, but Isura Miyahikani quotes the Gemara about the prohibition of davening, of being mispallel for a person to suffer tzoros or a person to die. So Isura Miyahikani, but as far as an action is by being punishable, or an action which is called a liability to be mechaivim, as any other mazik would be mechaivim, that, says the Goyen Echad, a person does not carry. Says the stipend, after everything said and done, svara, logic dictates, the same way our Gemariya Dapei says, bedibura, he's a mazik bedibura, and he's liable. And bedibura is avid is enough to have a person be mechaivim, there are, however, many places in Shas that seem to indicate otherwise. And he starts to describe here three types of damages or deaths caused b'derech skuli. Starts off and he says, you find places in Chazal where a person's re'il, a person looks at something in an amazed way. Wow, this is something which seems so out of the ordinary, so extraordinary. Something like that, unfortunately at times, causes destruction. It invokes a certain idea of Ayn Ruh. Not because the Roya, the person who looks, the Matmiya, the person who wonders, has that in mind. He seeks to do no damages at all. But nonetheless, having looked in a wondrous way at someone else's Hatzlacha, someone else's degree of unbelievable success, it's enough to invoke a certain degree of Ayn Hur, which would be destructive. That's one idea we find in a number of places. 
We find secondly, with the Chazal, the Chachomim, did indeed look, where there was a Kepeda, not one of Tamir, not one of amazement, but rather one of Kepeda. Famous Gemara and Shabbos, Rabshin Bar Yechoi, was Mistakal, is not an Ein of the Yehuda. It says that he was, what if this person is still alive, he's doing certain things. It was the Nesinus Einov destroyed him. Other places in Shas we find where there's a Re'iyah, there's a Histaklus, and again there is Kepeda because of a certain stringency, a certain Kepeda by Chazal. And thirdly, we find where Chazal at times were Pashit Mispala. They wanted a certain individual to suffer a certain fate. And they said clearly, we would like that person to suffer a fate and he should die. The famous Barhedya, the Paisa Chaloyris, the one who was the, 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 the one who would speak about Chaloyris and decipher the, 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 the dreams, quoted the end of Gemara rather after suffering many, many ill-fated dreams, figured out Barhedya was the one who was doing it through the, the Pisra and through his interpretations of the dreams, and it was espoused that Barhedya should die. In those places, it's clear that it's Bederach Shaltfilo, as the cycle points out. And Bechi Hagadna, he says, it's in Gromo, it's a causative. And he brings back and forth the discussion to the point that he comes to the famous Chazal, where Rabbi Yeshua Balevi had someone in his neighborhood who would be him with Gitzaris. He suffered a lot under the hands of a certain individual in his neighborhood. And he decided to try to invoke and use the power, as we know, given to Bilam, that it was Yedea Das Elyein. He was Yedeel Achavines Asher, as we know, that Bilam was the one who knew the moment that HaKadosh Baruch Hu expressed his wrath against Klal Yisrael, and to use that moment to curse Klal Yisrael. Baruch Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu in those days was Loizam Kiel HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not get angry, but Yeshua Malay wanted to use the moment of anger to be Mikalo, to curse a certain individual. And in Simim HaShemayim, he saw clearly an omen from heaven that it was something not to be done, not Oyrech Arev, it's something that should not be done. And this titler contemplates this Gemara, he goes back and forth, discusses this, and comes at the following conclusion. We could draw a very clear distinction in the actions done. There are actions that are done because these things have been set into the natural order of the world. For example, that one moment that HaKadosh Baruch was is something which is already within the Seder Habriya. And the person of Yedeel Achavin HaShashah, a person could figure out that moment, can indeed invoke that moment for a possibility, for a point of time that he could curse somebody else and wreak havoc, destroy someone's life or be magic somebody else. You have things such as Kishuf, magic. As much as we fail to understand these Dvarim Amukim, that's the Tzius. It's something which is factual. It's facts on the ground. And for a person to use the Koshes that are already set in the Mahalach Habriya, those things, those natural forces, call them natural in the sense that they're set into the Bria. They call them supernatural in the sense that we don't fully understand the mechanisms and how they work. But the fact that they're part of the Seder Habriya, the way the world is established with Chila, it allows for the fact that a person were to use these forces, these powers, and invoke these powers that pre-exist to wreak havoc, to make destruction, to curse, to kill, to maim, and to destroy, that would indeed be considered a maizamazik and a maizamazik. He's done an act of damage. He's done an act of murder. However, anything that goes by way of bezl shomaybo, we invoke tefilosein, with, with our tefilos we invoke, with our davening we invoke a Baruch Hu to do one action or another. 
for whatever reason or another it may be, something along that nature is something which is not direct causation, it's indirect. That, he says, would indeed lack the status of being a mazik bedibur. The distinction drawn by the stipler is something very reminiscent to the distinction we mentioned from the Ktsai Sachoshin. In Simi Chafei, the Ktsai tells us there's a clear-cut distinction between Koyin Shemefagel, Zikei Sachayiv, Tohor. These are cases where there's a direct outcome of the Psak, direct outcome of what was done, which is considered damages. Viri says it's a Dibur Vipet, it's a Mazik Vipet, excuse me, and it's something which you, you're culpable and Echrayi for. Masha'enke, he says, if it's a damage which goes to Bezdin's Kabbalah Seidus, we can start dealing with the Dina de Garmi. The same distinction is drawn here in the stipler when it comes to Mazik Peshain, Mazik Viri'iyo, that's Ayn Hora, Mazik Bekishuf, Mazik Peshain, all the supernatural cases of the damages and destruction done. It depends. If this is something which is done because the natural order of things of the world includes this mahalach, includes this ability to use these particular koichas, we understand that as direct and you're fully culpable, fully liable. Versus something which goes through Bezdin Shalmaila, if you will, goes through Akadosh Baruch, goes through the, the, the channels of Tefillah, there is no direct culpability. Having mentioned this, we can take this just to one more point, one more halachic point, talking about the world of remote control. One word to invoke remote control, we don't see it, we don't hear it, we know it exists, and with a push of a button, one could cause this garage door to come down, and it could cause destruction. One word to close this garage door on someone else's bike. Here we're talking about something which is not supernatural, you don't see a clear maisa, that, though, would be similar to the case of a person who is a Zerdek Chetz. He throws an arrow. Understandably, I can evoke all kinds of physical and natural powers, be it a Chetz, be it an Eish, be it other types of things that go and move from here to there. I may not be able to see that, but that's clearly something thrown. That isn't included in a Mazik B'Shem, Mazik B'Dibur, Mazik B'Kishuf, Mazik B'Shed. Here you have a direct cause, a direct pa'ula. Just because it's something you don't see physically doesn't mean it doesn't exist physically. So there it's a clear case of an Odom Amazik who's cl- completely liable for what he's done. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultation, Service, Educational Seminars or Media, please call 1-888-485- Vaad. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the